Hey everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Uh, and this week, we get to see what Trakina does as the boss of the evil <laughs> villains, and guess what? It's a step down from, like, actually interesting stuff with her last week, but that's okay, uh-huh. we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we have Simone. Hi. Uh, and we have my buddy Nate. Hey, how's it going? Hooray! Uh, we've, it's been a little while since we've had a new guest, so I'm excited to introduce you and talk about uh, Power Rangers with you. But first, <laughs> I did want to give uh, a huge thank you to everybody who tuned in to our Extra Life uh, Marathon stream. We made our goal and raised over $1,000 for uh, children's hospitals, so thank you so much. Um, it was really fun. I stayed up wait till 6 a.m which is the first time i've done that since i don't know like three years and it was it was very fun uh and also thank you to uh the people who chilled out out on the stream with me because around four o'clock if there was nobody there i would have just passed out like in front Mm -hmm. of the camera being recorded so i appreciate that i didn't end up doing that uh but yeah thanks everybody we we really appreciate that and look forward to doing it again next year so uh nate we are buds. We've known each other for, I don't want to say the number. It's, it's a upsetting. long time. Um, we're old now. It's, we're, dude, <laughs> I. You were up until 6 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so you do like a, you do a marathon like you would do, you know, do an actual marathon to raise money, mm-hmm. but it's a, a, like, gaming marathon and you do it with a team. So we had a bunch of people from the network. Uh, and everybody, you know, you want to go through the whole weekend as kind of your selling point of like, this is what we're doing and why you should give us money. And uh, I, you know, somebody's got to do the midnight to 5 a.m. slot and which is the slot I picked. And then also I forgot that it was the day where it rolls back. Oh, nice. So it was six hours. And and one at one point I looked at the clock and it mm-hmm. was two. And then later I looked at the clock and it was also two. And I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been screwed that hard by dated U.S. laws. So good uh-huh. job. No, it's, it's. I mean, I had I to work overnight on that night before, so that that's that's harder. That yeah. Sucks. yeah, that yeah. sucks. I've been in a bar when that happens, which is you oh, would that's say cool. is good, but really you shouldn't actually be drinking in a bar until three. Yeah. So so, so uh, it's not really that great. But yeah, I did it, and then I it fucked me up for like three days at least. Uh-huh. I just my whole sleep schedule was jacked. Um, is your what? Are you, uh, well. Yeah, we can. We are old, so we can talk about sleep schedules. Uh-huh. You used to stay up super late, Nate. Do you yeah, still? I struggled with insomnia for many years, um, and still, honestly, do sometimes. But um, yeah, I think exercise routines, life habits, like honestly, just yeah. being an adult has helped me. Yeah, like balance out my schedule a little bit. I still have sleepless nights, but I'm in bed at pretty consistent times. I get basically as much rest as I need, thankfully. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's good. It, college, I was up all the time and not for like fun reasons, mostly for work. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about how I used to stay up till like three and then I was like, what was I doing? I guess playing video games, but like, I recall just being up yeah. like for no reason, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Which it's habit for me I, between partying with friends, like all-nighters and studying, yeah. cram sessions, and then, you know, playing games and being distracted. All of those things add up to just, like, erratic 
sleep deprivation, yeah. basically. But. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad to hear that you're sleeping okay. And and we're adults now, so we have to try uh, to, you know, do adult things, One, including watching Power Rangers and talking about it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> um, I... I guess basically I know, uh, but for the listeners, other than the fact that you're friends with me, what is is your like relationship to Power Rangers, if any, I guess? All right. My only anecdote about Power Rangers is that when I was six years old, I thought mm-hmm. it was very cool. And I remember watching it and enjoying having some toys in the Saban line or whatever. And yeah. I distinctly remember my Italian grandmother um, watching an episode with me saying this is entirely too violent, and then banning me from watching the show. <laughs> oh, um, no. So my uh, enjoyment of Power Rangers got disconnected probably like – I think the timeline works out that that's like the first season or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I Yours. and then I didn't yeah. elect to watch it after that. And later as an adult uh, – or a teenager, I should say – in attempting to rewatch some things – I, got, I, was, I thought it was a little too schlocky, so I never really got into the formulate content. I could recognize the martial arts were cool um, until they got in the suits and they yeah. got weird, but I'll talk about that later. But the uh, <laughs> So I have never been a Power Rangers fan, uh, but I can recognize that they are an absolute mainstay of media. And like, I mean, are they officially the longest running show? Or the, is The Simpsons the longest running show? What is the... Uh, I mean, the Simpsons has been running... Wo- yeah. It's, it's sorry, hard to define I, that category. I'm sorry, I don't want to speak over you. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to define the category of longest running show. Because, like, yes, The Simpsons has been running longer than The Power Rangers, but Sentai has been running longer than The Simpsons. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Doctor Who has been running longer than any of that. And it depends if you mean a franchise or a continuous run of TV. Fair enough. So, but it has been running for almost... 30 years now all yeah. with no breaks like there was one year where there was kind of a break in power rangers because they ran like a remastered version of the first season but aside from that it's been running every year since 93 mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just hard to, de- to determine like what you mean like in terms of like I got it for scripted children's television. I sure can't think of anything. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the long. Uh, I mean, Sesame Street is the only other possible candidate for that, right? Yeah, yeah, it would, it would, that would be close. Yeah. But but it's in terms of number of episodes, it's also insane. It's it's yeah. so many. Also, and, and um, then it depends if you count anime and stuff, because like One Piece is definitely longer than Power Rangers. But yeah. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are more familiar with this, but just for my knowledge, the continuity, is it pretty much continuous? Are there disconnects from season to season? Or do they like This is what's interesting. It's difficult. So, <laughs> so the first six seasons are con- con- continuous. Continuous. Boy, words. Uh, <laughs> this is the seventh season, and it has stuff that carries over, but not that much. And then from then on, it... So Sentai, which I know you know at least that that that's what they use the Sentai footage mm-hmm. is is from the Japanese show, um, and it is that they basically just like it's a very different approach to continuity where like sometimes they'll just decide that another season happened, and but usually not like it's just like when at whatever works for them at that particular moment. And that's kind of where Power Rangers is at now. You'll have cameos and stuff from from older series. Uh, they usually do a full like team up episode 
uh, but not always. Like per season. But sometimes you'll just have like, yeah, but sometimes you'll just have like, you know, I mean, up until recently, Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, would show up every now and then. He's decided he's retired, but uh, like j- just people would come back uh, for like sp- anniversaries or whatever. They're doing a 30th anniversary season or like special next year. Um, that has a bunch of uh, original cast members in it. And it's, but it's really, it, it's not, one of the things that I like about Power Rangers, and I think I've told you this before, is like, it's not really meant, it's not been written to be a continuous universe. And it's fun to try to force it to be one yeah. <laughs> through, through just like fan theories and shit like that. And the fun um, part is like the writers on Power Rangers are also having fun trying to fit it all together because it's one of those shows that's been running long enough that people who were kids watching it are now writing it. So you have stuff like then there's a big crossover where people from long ago come back, but then they have to establish that there's such and such parallel universe that this series took place in. So you have like the yep. RPM people yeah. over here and the, the Dino Charge, the, yeah, Dino Charge people over there. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So, so Nate, uh, but I guess for listeners, we're going to be doing a lot of explaining, but it's fun to get n- your reaction. So, like, one of the things that that happened is it, there are a couple seasons where they have to say it's an alternate universe because shit that's so wild. <laughs> like, in one of them, the bit is basically Terminator. Yep. So, like, <laughs> okay, everyone's dead except this one city because machines killed them all. So that's alternate because we can't imply that's the future because that's upsetting. That's too depressing. <laughs> that's way too dark. Yeah. Yep. And then there's another one where at the end of it, they 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 bring dinosaurs back to life like in Jurassic Park. So but they're like, like that it's, one's it's alternate universe. Not also. just one island. They bring all the dinosaurs back to life everywhere on Earth at the end of that one. So they like, And okay. everyone's just like, hooray. There's no, like, We, yeah. we live with dinosaurs now, and it's fine. It's now. just the inverse dinosaur rapture, and everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just show up. It's, it's, yeah. and everyone's like, yay. We, it's, everyone so acts like they've solved a problem, which is always very funny to me. It's like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't know this was something we were like worried about that they weren't around anymore. Uh, have you not been paying attention? Biodiversity is super hot right now. Oh, it, it is. is low. That would help. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so, so here and there is the answer to is it continuous? It's usually like, I feel like usually it's like a couple seasons are continuous and yeah. then and then they kind of just sort of start been, like like there's definitely a, like a main Power Rangers universe where most of the seasons take place in and like we we're as far as we're into with Lost Galaxy we're still in that one cuz there's still some crossover right. even though it's like kind of a standalone show in its main plot. Yeah. And then it's just like they, I guess it, that's true. It is more like there is a universe. These events happen. Mm-hmm. It's just also that they aren't, they just pick and choose. Like, like when old Rangers show up, Nate, a lot of the times they're it, at the end of their season, they very explicitly, their powers no yep. longer existed and they'll just show up and morph. And it's like, don't worry about it, kids. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's, fine. it's just not worth being wor- worried about so <laughs> well and um but yeah as a real lover of serial right. serial media uh, yeah. i think we can all recognize that shows tend to jump the shark i mean and yeah. have always it's yes. very very hard mm-hmm. to write 
continuing on running continuity with similar characters or the same characters. Yeah. yeah. And even when you get into formulaic shows like Power Rangers, I mean, you got to rehash stuff constantly and it just gets a uh-huh. little old. So I can at least respect the willingness to just say, we don't need this to make any kind of logical consistency. We just want to produce yeah. a fun show and take fun spins on it and, uh, you know, move forward. So, And it it's also a, a good point that like, you know, I love Dragon Ball, but like, it is kind of insane to be like, yeah, th- like the first big bad guy that Goku fights, he could like breathe on hard and uh-huh. it would kill him now because they're, they're supposing that he yeah. has continued to get more and more powerful. And in this, it's nice. It's actually kind of nice because it's like, well, we can do like kind of the same arcs over and over again because these are different characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so like, this Red Ranger hasn't had to learn how to be a leader like this. So we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, hand wave. Why are we doing this again? Like it's just a different guy. And it turns out messages of leadership, trust and teamwork are pretty universal for children, no matter what their age is. So we can kind of replay those notes. The, um, but it is good also to avoid, I think like power, I think power creep is a common term we're talking mechanically, but Mm -hmm. when your arc is about becoming powerful, you can't keep doing that. Like you don't get to just keep ratcheting upwards or you do, but you have to accept that it's going to be kind of absurd. And, and I think Dragon Ball is a great example of that. Just like, what are we doing now? (laughs) Where they like have to lean into it. Cause it's like, now it's like literally the last thing I watched where it's like, Oh, I have defeated the most powerful person of each multiverse. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's that's what's so great about it's Dragon a, Ball Super is that there was like a, yeah there was like a twenty year period where Dragon Ball was kind of like mocked not quite mocked but they people d- like looked down on it because yeah. of the power creep issue and it, that was like a joke and then like they made Super w- in which the whole point is the power creep and they take it to the logical yes. extreme and it's the best thing like it's the best Dragon Ball series because of that because they did that you know I think it definitely but, yeah. helps to make your characters conscious. Of what's happening, yeah, like yeah. aware in a metatextual sense of like, oh my god, yeah. like <laughs> it's like, oh, now we're fighting like forces of nature. I'm fighting yeah. the concept of destruction now like, because that's how powerful I am. We're fighting the most supreme god in all of the multiverse. Uh, we're not fighting him, but he's he's starting a tournament where he's gonna just decide to annihilate twelve entire universes based on who wins it, and right. we just go with it because that's the show we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So real quick before we start, uh, just I did look it up because I was curious. So yeah, uh, Power Rangers will be 30 years next year. Sentai uh, started in 1975. So it's 47 years old. Oh my God. So yeah. And and again, you're like, well, is it one show? I mean, I would say yes, but you could argue it's not because, you know, the, it's different. The- the people. TV episode tracker I use considers all of Power Rangers to be one episode, uh, one show that is on season 30, 20 something right, right. now. Yeah. But like Netflix doesn't, which is interesting because yeah. it's, it's different shows, but who cares? Anyway. Netflix probably follows uh, the publication separations, right? Like I'm thinking like DVD yes. box sets and like, yes, yeah, that's correct. That yeah. A purchasable yeah. product. Instead, instead of like, you know, if you were to look up like, supernatural and it would be 15 seasons or whatever the hell it, yeah. you, you have to type in like 
dino charge you got to go to that one and yeah. that's how they have it split up yeah um so that said uh let's go ahead and get into the episode which is uh power rangers lost galaxy episode 22 an evil game and i i'm just very excited because <laughs> you really like there's no explanation to what's happening yeah and that's very funny my notes well, are pretty, like, my notes are pretty wild previously on power rangers you get to like catch up a little bit but let me tell nonsense. you that did not help me <laughs> no no it's like so, 30 seconds long and it's random stuff blowing up from like an outsider perspective it's pretty great i watched it watched the episode while taking notes and then watched uh-huh. the 30 second uh, intro again, the previously uh-huh. on, to try to see if that could help contextualize some of what I had seen. And I'm pretty sure the things that they chose to focus on had nothing to do with what was happening yeah, in this episode. I think like, no. They show, did they even show Scorpio? No, they just show Trakina training, which is how she's strong now. That was last episode. They don't even show Scorpio's dying. They show like flashes of the pictures of the ancient beasts and so then like the robots. She, <laughs> she caresses the head of a pink creature. While that's her dad. Talking about yes. her so, father, so, and I had to ask if that's her father. That is her dad. That's her dad. Yes. <laughs> so, so in Power Rangers, you know Rita Repulsa, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Rita Repulsa's dad is a zombie man, and her brother is a skeleton with like an army helmet on, <laughs> and that's just how it is in Power Rangers. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, she is. She, Turkina is is I guess an insect that one of the things with Power Rangers is it's always like is that clothes or is that <laughs> ah, what yeah. her head looks the limits like of costume <laughs> design. the limits of costume design yeah. and intention I mean no, she's the monster yeah. she has to have that bug outfit because the one episode where she pretended to be a human and got and got quote unquote sexier that way she just like cast a spell on herself to make herself that's true look like that a normal woman you know so I see. so yes she she is the i guess princess of like an evil empire her dad was the 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 crappy puppet that i hated <laughs> uh it's just i don't like wet puppets that's yeah. not that's a wet <laughs> puppet uh and uh so so he <laughs> he died last season or last episode last episode yeah um and now she's in charge. She was also very weak up until last episode because she was sheltered. And then she had a rocky training montage. And now she's very powerful. So uh, <laughs> that's basically where we're entering. Um, now, it opens with uh, her putting this this cocoon away. Uh-huh. Which every time I, I was just watching this and going, just trying to imagine what Nate was thinking. <laughs> what are, I, I'm. Did you have any thoughts about what the <clears throat> cocoon might be? So, at all? so okay. First of all, I had to ask because she she has a line where she specifically says that she's powerful enough without the cocoon, but uh-huh. I'll keep it around. Okay, yes. And I was like, okay, so yes. the cocoon gives power somehow, right? Yep, you got it. It. I assumed that as a cocoon, it would like birth something, or that something is it's, uh, metamorphosing inside. Not, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, is this you have to go into it to to be to morph into a more powerful version of yourself because we, we've seen yes. Tra- we've seen Trakina in that bug outfit and I don't remember if that has anything to do with the cocoon but I it assume it does not she okay. just has like a battle outfit okay. but yeah so basically Nate there's nothing in there okay the I'll, idea real quick, is I think, just because it might be amazing my theory was simply that because I know that zords are a thing 
I was mm-hmm. thinking that this was a separate entity that she would somehow interface with or fuse with that would help her, but apparently it is actually a modifier for the person who gets in it. Yes. Um, well, yes. Weirdly, its set yeah. design has chains wrapped all over it. Yeah. Uh, so I thought we were yeah, keeping something in. <laughs> the, co- the cocoon was bad, I guess. Oh, okay. they, they put it, it was like time sealed, out. but it was Scorpius's co- yeah. Anyway, Scorpius made this cocoon for Trakina because he wanted her to use it and become stronger. But Deviat, who's this other guy with the big collar who's in this scene, he wanted to take it for himself. And he plotted to have Scorpius killed by the Power Rangers. But he didn't expect Trakina had that training montage and became strong and came back and decided to take, to take over like the Empire herself. And then she, like, she doesn't even want to go into the cocoon because she's afraid of right. turning into a gross bug. So that's why she's putting <laughs> it away now. But he Are wants it because he wants to go in it. I see. I see. That makes, right, that yeah, makes sense. And right. that's why so, he hired the two, uh, v- yes. very Japanese assassins <laughs> to try yes. and take her out. Um, yeah. yeah. Real, real yes, quick, just exactly. a little note. I, Caught everyone's name except for whether Trakina was like Drakina or Trunkina. My notes have like different spellings all over. It's, I couldn't yeah. just I, guessing. But everyone saying Diviat, I could not yes. even begin. Like I, <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that person's name is. D e v i o t. It's oh, it's basically close. like devious. So all the bad guys in this season except Trakina and Scorpius uh, have like. So there's a guy named Treacheron, mm-hmm. which I know I mentioned to you because it's just an inc- truly incredible mm-hmm. bad guy name. Uh, his main <laughs> characteristics was, was how loyal he was, and his name was Treacheron. That's incredible. Um, Treacheron, by the way, is so, a transformer that couldn't even survive on the Decepticons. Like, that name is too oh, bad <laughs> for yes. him to be a Decepticon. It's, it is such a Transformers name. It, it's very – yes, absolutely. And, and then uh, there's – uh, Trakina's buddy who trained her, his name is Villamax, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, cause he's, I guess, the most villain. <laughs> yeah. He's but a, he's also kind of a nice guy. So yeah, it's yeah. like not he's great. He's a villain naming. to the max, but he's also kind of like a, you know, a rogue dashing kind of anti hero at the same well, time. He, so whatever. He has an honor code and yeah. seems to be very loyal. Yes. I, I absolutely wrote down that I believe that, uh, mm-hmm. Trakina and Villamax are just on the path. For a uh, heroic redemption, right? Like we have it, Deviat as like the actual evil person who performs actually evil things and behaves evilly. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everyone else is like a reasonable yeah, person. Yeah, so that's how it feels to me. I, I, this is a season that I have not seen all of and I like don't remember how it ends, but it certainly feels that way. Simon rewatched it more recently yeah. and was saying that she is the main bad guy, but I do think there's some like fuckery. I think she gets like zerged <laughs> yeah. and, and becomes more. I mean, she, she's gonna go into that cocoon eventually. I don't remember exactly what happens. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like internal plotting on the side of the bad guys, which is like where most but, of the conflict takes place because after the the whole uh, Magna Defender arc, which was earlier this season. Like the Power Rangers are kind of done story wise. They're, they're they're not yes. doing much. Th- yeah, this is something worth mentioning. The last like four episodes, the Power Rangers have been extremely ancillary to what's happening in the show. It's like all about the bad guys, which is yeah. It sure seemed like they didn't do a lot uh, in this episode. Yeah. I- yeah. Okay, so I will, I guess, maybe be tempted to continue watching in order to find out if Trakina, <laughs> if her like upwards arc is actually a red herring 
And mm-hmm. then they just like play I'm it curious. for sympathy yeah. like or play it for tragedy when she eventually has to give in and go to the pod. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think she's, she's a, she's fun in this cause she's, she is kind of giving him a lot of shit deviat who does suck. Uh, and so it's, it, that's kind of enjoyable, but yeah, as, as Simon pointed out earlier, it is funny because deviat has spent the last like eight episodes being devious. So at <laughs> least he matches his name. Um, and like trying to maneuver his way to get this pod. And then Trakina shows back up and is just like, anyway, I don't need it, but nobody else can have it. So put it in the closet, basically. Yep. This yeah. is my father's legacy. Um, I also love yeah. that either Deviat is English or English is an English accent is uh-huh. just more evil. It's one of yeah. these two things. Yes, it's oh, both. Yeah. He's got this big collar, right? Yeah. The like uh-huh. the yeah, regal he's, a, he's a Shakespeare thing. character, basically. I guess. Yes. Um, I actually really like the and, wire uh, braids. The uh, they're cool. He's got a good design. The yeah. like robot. Uh, he's kind of predatory, weirdly, with the with the braids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he has a good design. Uh, Trakina, as we've talked about before, um, but I just like getting new people's uh, input on it. This is a villain for children, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. There's been, there's been it, like sexy villains on Power Rangers before this season, but this is the most they've gone in that direction. This is a BDSM club outfit. Yep, like, straight oh, up, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in any case, she, she tells him, you know, get to work, uh, go, you know, do my evil deeds, uh, and nobody gets this except me. Um, we then cut over to, uh, her thinking about the Red Ranger who killed her dad, Mm -hmm. uh, which also like in, so this happened in the last episode and, basically the Power Rangers got tricked into killing Scorpius. It's not like he, they weren't gonna because he is mm-hmm. bad but like deviat did it in order to get him out of the way the power rangers barely had anything to do with it other than actually being the people yeah. with the weapons did basically they, they were basically just the gun that deviat used to do his thing yes okay. yes but but trakina is you know plotting her terrible vengeance and and leo who is an idiot and the red ranger like <laughs> just is is kind of just in the way he happened to be there uh she commands vilmax uh to go get the red ranger uh so he can pay for killing her father um and then we cut to a scene where uh, Deviat is just throwing a real Charles Foster Kane tantrum in a <laughs> warehouse, just hucking shit everywhere. <laughs> uh, he's just so angry, uh, and he's screaming about how he'll make her pay. And then said to, as you said, extremely Japanese assassins uh-huh. show up. Um, and to be clear, they're monsters because they're, you know, aliens, but they are <laughs> they're like not very... just two Japanese guys, listener. <laughs> We're just no. running monsters here, but yeah. <laughs> uh they look I don't I'm so sorry, I don't know like the specific like uh Japanese folklore that these guys are from, but one of them looks like Goemon. Uh-huh. Uh like and the other one I don't re- he's got kind of like a 
it's like a basket on his head, but also he has oh, yeah. like octopus stuff going yes. on. And this has to be a reference to something. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> they yeah. also don't get names as far as I know. Mm. I, uh, I know that episode. the, um, the more vocal one, not the basket head has something akin to more like a Kabuki theater mask. It yeah. seemed less yes. like actual samurai. Yeah, these more these like are the, clearly like stock characters from that tradition of Japanese storytelling. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Yes. And one of the things that's that's weird about the uh, this specific the Sentai that they're drawing from is they go through multiple like generals, like second in commands, and each of them has a completely different theme. So this one is just like Japanese folklore stuff, and then there's also one that's pirates, and there's one that's yeah. bugs. But the f- so the, it's not very consistent. The funny thing is that Deviat is clearly, as you stated, like designed to look British, like Elizabethan British uh, design, and he's the one who hires the the Japanese monsters. It's just weird a little yes, bit, I right. guess. But yeah, yeah, there's a real cultural clash between. But I yeah. did notice that, um, or you know, maybe this is a wrong attribution. But when I think back to Rita Repulsa with the horns, her mm-hmm. outfit. And I thought I remembered some of the monsters that she summons being kind of insectoid. I didn't know if there was a consistent theme of monsters Uh, or enemies being more insectoid than... It's usually per season. Yeah. So it does change. Um, Yeah. In fact, uh, that season with Rita, that's supposed to be like... It's a lot of like Western mythology because she's a witch and Goldar is supposed to be like uh, a griffin monster. Yeah. And there, there's a couple other. The, that, like, was, that was like a Frankenstein monster, the, you know, yes. uh, yeah. kinds of things. Um, but, but they're all like, it's always like kind of, they like do, they redesign them. They're like, yeah, this is based on this. And then they kind of, you know, do other stuff with it, which is fun. Um, well, I will say, yeah, they're, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say that I will say that. Uh, not to spoil anything the rest of the episode, but I actually was left with the question at the end whether or not they were still repurposing Sentai footage at this point because it seemed relatively seamless uh, other than maybe one yeah. thing uh, that we'll talk about later. But it So they are um, – this part is – this is Sentai because it it is uh, – um, there's no humans, and also there, the these characters are like also interface in the in the Sentai. Um, but you're right that it's a lot because in the first couple seasons, like I, I'm not a film guy, so I can't explain it exactly. But like the film quality, and I mean literally, like mm-hmm. the, the what they are recording mm-hmm. on would change when you went back and forth yeah. so you could tell pretty easily. You can um, still tell. That, I, I feel like it's you, you, it's yeah. still higher quality when it's American footage than it is Japanese, but the, the but, gap is less wide than it was earlier. Yes. And that said, Nate, they, they have like this season, the, the the mooks the like foot foot soldiers which we'll point <laughs> yeah, out sure uh they are not from the sentai at all so anytime that they're around it's american footage so it's yep. like they they're definitely using less than yeah. the first couple seasons yeah. okay so uh these guys talk and and uh basically deviat hires them to kill uh, Trakina, because he still wants the dang, dang old pod, uh, cocoon to get in. Um, 
Kegler, who is Villamax's little uh, guy, who I still love because he does, in fact, look like a keg, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> shows up and is like, uh, and the uh, the assassins run off because uh, they don't want to get caught. And Kegler is like, hey, uh, Trakina wants you to come help Villamax kill the Red Ranger. Um, and he's like, well, you can tell Trakina. Okay, sure, I'll go do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a good little fake uh-huh. out where you think he's going to yeah. tell her to go stuff it. But, um, but yeah, it's clearly like mid-sentence he realizes he can like integrate that into his whole plan to betray her. So that's what he's going to do this episode. Right. I did forget to mention really quickly that, uh, so we, we have to get this out of the way. First of all, uh, for the audience, um, the, uh, Vilmax, uh, when he comes to Trakina earlier says, we've located the Red Ranger. Mm -hmm. That does, here's the thing about (laughs) the Red Ranger uh, and all the Power Rangers in this season, Nate, um, the Power Rangers in this season are on a space colony. Oh, right. It doesn't even come uh, up in this episode. <laughs> no, it does. It is not mentioned once. Uh, they're on a space colony that's literally like a city and like under a dome with engines attached to it that is trying to go find a new world. Okay. Uh, I assume this is that where has, we're in a lovely that, park. For their yes. sparring match yes. that's soon to come. As far as we can tell, they literally just dug up a big part, of, like piece of the planet Earth, yep. and put a dome over it. Just slapped engines uh, on it already, pretty much, and and then took off into space. Uh, it is so funny to me that the craziest thing about this season, which is that, just isn't in this episode uh-huh. at all. Uh, and when they say they located the Red Ranger, I'm like, was it hard? He's on, <laughs> He's the, on the thing. Like, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where else would he be? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I, I don't want to keep sequence breaking things, but just the fact that they have, they must have at least private little space cars. Uh, oh, yeah. Could mean that he could be traveling oh, yeah, somewhere. They, they have these little, like, yes. open mini, like, golf carts-ish kind of things. It's uh, – anyway, they're they're a little hard to describe, but they're, like, two-seater uh, – well, I guess they look like electric carts, but it's the 90s, so maybe they're not that. But they, that's what they look like. And, yeah, they, they just, like, trot around aboard the space colony on those. They're pretty cute. God, they are really yeah. – it was the it's one like- cutaway, the one setup shot of the Blue Ranger when they're – uh, well, I don't want to get into it, but it yeah. was just so funny to me. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there. But yes, yeah, so it's just like they're on a fucking spaceship. The the other thing is like the 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 bad guys continue to be like, oh, you keep getting in the way of our plans. <laughs> no, Meanwhile, they, they live on a spaceship uh-huh. that the bad guys keep fucking with. Like, there's no, <laughs> they're just trying to chill. Just leave them alone. It's fine. Uh-huh. Uh. But yeah, so um, Kai and uh, Leo, the the blue and red rangers, uh, are sparring. Huh? Um, they're doing they're some pretty a, heavy, like, busha crouching tiger tra- sword training shit with flipping around all the time. It's pretty intense training yeah. they're doing. Well, I was yeah, it's, really impressed but, with the choreography regarding yeah. the, the martial arts. And I, and I made yes. a specific note that the moment that they suited up, because I assume – that there's a separation between human martial arts and the way that rangers fight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yes, the way that that's is. captured is by making them do more theatrical movements as opposed to, I think the sparring had actually almost practical. I mean, obviously it was still theater and very mm-hmm. like visual, but mm-hmm. it was, it looked more like a, um, a set of katas or like a real bout, yeah. you know, from Kendo. Yes. But, uh, later it just, they throw all that out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So th- one of the things that's cool about this season is that it is, one of the first seasons where they started using uh, Sentai uh, stunt coordinators to like plan out their fight sequences. Mm-hmm. So they have guys who the guy who worked on this, the the fights in this is one of the dudes from Common Rider. Uh, a couple seasons of Common Rider, he came over and coordinated all the fights. Um, that said, I agree with you that I've always liked the Unmore fights more because it's just martial arts and. The the suited stuff is also cool, but like once you do that, you can use wires and all this stuff, and it's fine because they're superheroes now. But it's slightly less interesting for me to watch. I've I've never been the biggest like wuxia guy mm-hmm. in general. I always like the 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 martial arts stuff. But yeah, I agree that the sparring is cool. Like the, it's been good this season with the fights. Yeah, well, uh, definitely. Weirdly, good. when they show up. And I don't want to advance you in the storyline where we're at, but the um, weirdly when the fighting starts in suits. Um, so yes. just a little background. I'm working to become a storyboard artist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love sequencing and visual storytelling. It's kind of my jam. And I was watching the choreography for the unsuited bout and it had great setup shots, like a, you know, um, broad and narrow cuts but then when you cut to – and I, I don't know if this is because they're using established footage or how much they're filming themselves. But the in-suit fights had some really awkward editing, like just um, as far as trying to frame the action of what's happening and really tell that story yeah. of like how they move and what they're doing and what the threat and what the decision-making is in the fight kind of really goes out the window and it becomes a lot of movement and noise. Um, I made a note that there's specifically a 10 second sequence at one point where Villamax and Leo are in the middle of a fight and there's like four cutaway shots of them doing like an abdominal crunch in preparation to leap, but they like cut back and forth (laughs) rapidly between them and neither of them does anything. And then they do a long leap at each other, like after this setup. And I was like, what was that? Like why? (laughs) It just, it feels so strongly that whoever set up and shot the sparring match between the blue and the red ranger in the beginning and whoever set up and shot the Villamax fight that followed just didn't feel like the same person. <laughs> it, it's I'm watching it and I'm not as, as versed on like what you're describing, but even as like something I can say is it is like way closer, like way close, more close up. So you can't see, it's like harder to understand where they are in relation <laughs> to each other. So, so like, yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. I, it's my understanding it should be the same people, but I, maybe they were under like, maybe this, they had like less time to shoot with the suits or like, you know, that's the other thing about Power Rangers is usually they're putting out like 50 episodes in a year. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of times that's part of the problem. Oh, uh, sure. Concession, but, concessions on like what you choose yeah. to highlight. Uh, definitely matter. And it it isn't necessarily a bad thing because, again, the style of how they make the Rangers feel superhuman 
is up to them and within their budget and their time restrictions. I mean, it's just harder, honestly. Yeah. Harder to do yeah. that well and not yeah. make it feel schlocky than to capture two trained martial artists who clearly know what they're doing, just doing their thing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, the fight is, is pretty cool uh, up, up till, you know, when they're sparring, then Villamax shows up. I think there's some good stuff in it, but as you said, it is harder to follow and I'm now seeing what you're talking about. And, and yeah, they, <laughs> I don't know. I think they're supposed to be like, crouching to like get a spring jump but it does just look like they're like doing crunches you're absolutely (laughs) correct um yeah and then and there's also a lot of like the rangers for whatever reason just because it looks i mean it's rule of cool stuff i guess tend to hold their sword like backwards in this season um Mm -hmm. and they Villamax is kind of doing that too, which means that when they go from like their combat ready stance to actually fighting, there's a lot of like episode one, like sword just swooshing going on also. So, uh, it, yeah, there's some stuff that's not the best, but it's still a pretty decent fight compared to kind of some earlier season stuff. Uh, but Villamax basically beats both these guys, which makes sense. We've seen previously in the last episode where he got introduced that he's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kai kind of leaves. At some point, he's like off screen uh, while Leo continues to fight. And then Deviat shows up because uh, I was because he's just not there, even though he said he was going to go help. Uh, but it turns out it's because he was capturing Kai and also all of the rest of the Rangers, who I guess suited up uh-huh. and also got their butts kicked off screen. I, I just want to say when <laughs> when Leo and Kai morph, it's like in a transition when they're running and like they run past the, oh, three, the tree, tree and it just yeah. uh, it's really cool. They just morph, yeah, yeah well, off well, screen. Actually, yeah. I even wondered about that. I was always familiar with the idea of the Power Rangers doing a suit-up sequence, uh-huh. pretty classically, pretty formulaically. Yes. Yep. So it surprised me when they did a pan cut to just having them yeah. in the suits charging into the battle. Yep. Um, it was pretty neat. And they, they definitely do that still, but often if the episode has more stuff going on, just they will just morph like – like that, or sometimes they'll literally do their call, whatever their call out is, like while running, yep. and and they'll just like post animate them, you know, morphing over over it. It's all cool. it's usually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's neat. I like when the, there's, you know, occasionally they'll get fancy with it and they'll be doing like a front flip and morph while they're f- flipping yeah. and and stuff like that, which is is neat. Okay, um, just a quick setup fact though. Villamax got introduced last episode. Yep, he's that new. Yep. Yes. So the Rangers yes. don't know this he guy at up. all. I don't think they've even no. seen him. He, they, he no. Yeah. They. This is the first time they've met him, uh, and I mean, he attacks them. It's not yeah. like hard to figure out he's bad. But no, no, no. no. But yes, this, they don't know who he is. What I'm driving at yeah. is that in the next sequence, like right as the Rangers are all captured, by the way, all off screen, just your whole team got yes. their butts kicked and are now yeah. in front of you, and Leo is the only one who has the you know freedom to do anything mm-hmm. they demand his yeah. uh re- like sorry surrender at, so that he may be captured yes. so i thought that they knew villamax and knew oh, that he was yeah, a pretty honorable sense. guy mm-hmm. because for leo to make a choice to just put down his weapons yeah. is still absurd and i even was like 
now why would they release you? Like, all of you are dead. Like, uh-huh. if, if Deviat is as evil as he jokingly seems to be, you're all dead right now. I mean, I mean but yes. the Power Rangers no. are all, always, like, lawful stupid like that. It's it's It okay. always yes. takes me back to the moment in, like, I think season two or three, where Goldar, I don't know, I don't remember what they had over the Rangers exactly, but Goldar was like, put all your po- power coins in this box or else or whatever, and then they do, and he goes, ha suckers, and just leaves, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he literally, I think he literally says, like, why would I do the thing I said? Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, but yeah, Leo just sort of gets lucky, essentially, because yeah, that Nate, excellent point. They don't know him. There's no reason for him to believe this. Uh, but he throws his sword down and his morpher. Uh, the the uh, Mooks and uh, and Villamax grab him and teleport away. Uh, and then uh. And then uh, Villamax is like, okay, let them go. And Deviat's what, like, wait, why? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, like, At least correct, they addressed it. Yeah, obviously. at least they addressed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and Villamax is like, because we said, because I said, because uh-huh. I said I would do it. <laughs> I gave my word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I so loved that the um, the bug extras, the not putties. I'm going to just say. Yes. Um, they are called Stingwingers, and I forget it constantly, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's – I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> them – first of all, it would be really fun to be an extra and play that part just to move the way that they yes, do. It was so yeah. goofy. But then secondly, I couldn't help but catch in the audio. It sounds like they're getting the extras to make their own buzzing noises. <laughs> yes. Like, and yes, it's so good. I'm so glad you brought it up. Or, or, yeah. or they APR yeah. them actors doing like mouth buzz sounds over it. I don't know which one is funnier. Get him! No! Get your hands off him! Take him away! No! Leo, no! <laughs> Leo! <laughs> That's what kills me, because I don't think they're doing it in the suits because it's too clear. Yeah. Yeah. Which means they yeah. were like, <laughs> recording someone it. make a bug noise into this yeah. microphone, and, like, and then we're gonna let's not play have, it. Let's not have a Foley artist put in actual buzzing sounds from bugs that would sound scary. Let's have someone doing with his mouth. Well, well, and I I could be wrong about this because I was listening uh, in a living room on television. I didn't have headphones on and I mean, audio quality and whatever, but it struck me that the mouth buzz noises Mm -hmm. were generated by different human beings. It was a collective of multiple people. Every stingwear is a unique flower. You have to like represent their identity. You have to really capture their, their, you know, (laughs) insectoid identity like really properly. Yeah. It, it really cracked me up. (laughs) It's so funny. I I wrote a note for it, but I I was going to go right over it. I'm glad you mentioned it because yeah, Eric, please put in the stingwear Uh noise. I, if we have, we I don't think we've mentioned this before, and I'm not sure they've done it before. If they did and I didn't say anything, I'm sorry, because it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> like, the putties made goofy noises, but they were weird fucking space monsters. Like, and, you know, they've had, like, robot ones, which always make kind of, like, robotic voice. But the fact that these guys are bugs and... 
they bugs are real. Did you know that? <laughs> Power Rangers, you can go record the noise that a bug uh-huh. makes. There's a huge and then you can industry put collecting in. collecting the audio of everything. So uh-huh. you, could, you know, but <laughs> yeah, that takes licensing, just, and extras are basically free. So it's so funny to me that they they just it's like why would we go get the actual noise? Uh, but yeah, so they they capture Leo and take him away. Uh, and I was so happy to learn that the part from the intro sequence where Leo gets really sweaty and rips his yep. shirt off, that's this episode, it's baby. In this episode. Yep. <laughs> well, and I, yes. holy crap, I even made a note. I was like, how lucky am I to get the spicy <laughs> shirt rip in the same episode twice? Uh-huh. Like, what were the chances? It's, it's so funny because, and like, I mean, this is jumping ahead slightly, mm-hmm. but he does it and then morphs. And I was like, how dare you, Power Rangers? Uh, why is it his shirt should just not be on? Uh-huh. He should just have uh, just the gloves and pants when he morphs. Uh, but yeah, so he he is tied up. And I mean... It's kind of funny that they, like, he's got scrapes on his chest. They, like, put makeup to show that he's, like, had his ass kicked, which just is, like, more detail than I feel like they would normally mm-hmm. go through. Um, and uh, he he is chained up. Trakina is like, hey, hi, uh, I know that you, like don't even really care about this so much, but you did kill my dad. So I'm going to kill you uh-huh. now. Um, and she also does point out like, you know, this will get me uh cred cause I'm the main bad guy now. And if I kill the red ranger, yep. everybody's gonna know who I am. Uh, and, Leo, this is maybe the coolest thing Leo's done in it's this season. Such a cool escape, in my like, I, opinion. And I, no, I had to watch no, it three no. times to understand what happens because you it's can't. like he falls in there and then he flies out. And I was like, wait, what? Because he he does grab a stingwinger on his way down, and you like, can't call this cool. Now, <laughs> the Nate, I want to so be clear. I the animation, yes. Uh, do you, do you want it, Nate? Do you want it? Well, basically, well, so, uh, go ahead. I just, okay. First of all, yes, the animation is bad. I even said like, holy crap, why did they CGI this hole? Like, why did they bother? Yeah. It's just a hole think, in the floor yeah. that leads to yeah, some Trakina kind of like, fiery just pit. zaps a, a crevice to hell in the ground in front of Leo yeah. with her staff. Well, well, they're, they're also on a spaceship, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, wanted so. to, I wanted to bring that up. There's a setup shot of the long, like, centipede or whatever style yes. ship this is. Uh-huh. First of all, where are they? Are they on the... I think they're the, supposed to be on the, the ship, yeah. On, on, on her so, ship. So there, I'm sorry. No, but the ship is on a landscape. Now it's a different landscape than oh, the park it's in, but it was on, not on yeah. Terra Venture, I suppose. Yes, it must be landed on Terra Venture because they do go outside. Yes. Okay. Is yeah. that is Terra Venture the only landscape that we see in the show, or are there are other in, planets? in this episode? Sometimes they go, they to, go planets, to other planets, but they, when okay. when it, they don't mention it, it's assumed to be Terra Venture, and it's it's it is wild that the bad guys can just land into the the space <laughs> station and like. <laughs> I guess they they just they're just there like there's no further An entire security. headquarters just yeah. broke in there's, to there's you know, there's, there's uh, a whole <laughs> army that's guarding this place and we don't yeah, even see that's them. That's the other thing. They're 
there is an army established in like the first couple seasons of Power Rangers. You never see a cop until like season three. And and you just assume, well, I guess there just are there just isn't a, a National Guard in this universe. They make it sure that you understand that Terra Venture has its own standing army with laser guns. They're not in this episode. <laughs> it's, I, it's I have fine. to interject Don't worry and mention that in the uh in the wrap up or the or not the wrap up in the uh, previously on or in the intro sequence I can't remember which they show the soldiers and very yes. specifically I couldn't help but see the um 90s or early 2000s starship trooper outfit in mm, that's like these that this is armor the set. armor they it got those like, those suits yes. yeah it is like literally it and I and I was like God yeah. Power Rangers gets a lot better in my head if I like imagine that the future of the Power Rangers is the stratocracy of like the Terran Republic <laughs> like the the yeah. military state yeah. like akin a war against insects which even fits with Trakina being bug like I was I like I know it's I. I think they literally just were like, no one's using these props, but it is very funny that it's a bug bad guy season mm-hmm. and they grabbed those. Yeah. 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 But um, we're getting a little, but so, so yes, she opens a, a floor to hell on her ship, hell. I guess. Uh, and then Leo tackles a stingwinger into the pit. And rides yeah. it up and out that, of the ship. Just to wrestle now, it out I, of the. I don't. I don't. Uh, whatever he just does it. It's awesome. But you know, because <laughs> they can fly. Yeah. Now that said, this is special effects in Power Rangers. Uh-huh. It's not good. Well, it's it's. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's not. It's not that it looked bad. It's that like. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> falling in with the minion. Fine. Coming back up out of the pit. Okay, maybe the minion wants to live. How did he pilot it? How did they get out <laughs> yeah, of this the ship? Yeah, this is a good question. How, like, why <laughs> did he know. go in a straight line towards nothing? Like, <laughs> well, just why? This is not an escape plan. This is just luck and or insanity. I, I definitely, I guess that you can Ratatouille-style pilot <laughs> a Stingwinger if you, like, push the right bits. Oh they just God. go the direction that you want they them must, to. They yeah. must. They get... I love Wing that movie, you. and that's, that's the craziest works. fucking no, weird that's the craziest thing. <laughs> but but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're right. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but I don't know. It's just a fun way for him to escape. It doesn't get him anywhere really. He like gets outside. <laughs> I mean, he also so he's grabs out on his way out, and just like just drags him a bit into the outside, and then drops him. Is that on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> I really, I, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, sure. I don't know how that. I don't remember how that happened sequentially. Did Deviat try to stop him, or did Leo grab him on board uh, the Stingwinger? It looks like he flies out, and then they all look at him. Flies at Deviat. It's no, it seems Deviat is taken by surprise, and he just grabs him because whatever. Yeah, he grabs him for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why, but um, but I do know what ser- uh, purpose it serves because it puts him ahead so that he can mislead Villamax yeah. and isolate Trakina, yes. which is a crucial plot yes. point. Right. So so uh so Leo walks off into the wasteland uh and the rest of the army Villamax uh at the head comes up to Deviat and Deviat who even despite his name being Deviat and him being a lying backstabber is really bad at uh-huh. lying, which <laughs> yeah. I think is very funny. <laughs> he's like, 
did Villamax is like, did you see where he went? And he's like, no. I mean, yes, I mean, it yeah. was that way. And then points a different <laughs> yeah. direction to like mislead Villamax. Yeah. Uh, um, which is great because they do establish that in the distance, like in the direction he's first looking, the Stingwinger is just like face down, ass yes, up in the ground. That's that's and, like, why yes. Stingwinger just, like, where he just look. like kind of twitches for a second. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Trakina walks out and 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 fucking up to Deviat while Deviat says out loud, my plan is going perfectly. <laughs> anyway, hi, Trakina. What's up? I was planning to get like dragged out here by a flying Red Ranger with a stingwinger. That was all part of it, I guess. Uh, Maybe there there I I have to mention this shot. She says, which way did he go? <laughs> He uh, Deviat points him in the correct direction, uh, and there's a cut over to that yes. said Stingwinger yeah. who just twitches once. <laughs> really funny, yeah, really good. good. <laughs> um, he she's like, okay, great, I got it. Leave him to me. Uh, she runs off. Deviat's like, okay, <clears throat> time for my extremely good plan. He summons his robots, mm-hmm. and then now. We're talking about bad villain plans, or at least confusing villain Holy plans. Holy crap, yeah. Leo walks up to these little boxes. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, let's, let's first really, mention that he walks across barren desert to nothing. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And then. Yeah. The, and there's these little things, and one of them, I don't mean, I don't really know, they look like sci-fi props. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. To they look kind of like... Look uh, like. Uh, Air conditioning vents on the top of yeah, the roof, a little bit. but like with yeah, perforated they do. holes, they're kind of. Um, and one of them like shoots. Yeah, he's like going backwards, and, so which I, I don't understand. I, at first, I thought, okay, these are like landmines that he stepped on, but no, because that these are like shield generators that Trakina had placed there yes. for some reason. <laughs> which also, like, I, it's I guess I wouldn't know what they were for, but they're very big and obvious. Uh-huh. They're not like s- sneaky, really. <laughs> I mean, I can even um, understand him being curious, but the size of it's a yeah. problem for me. So I'm sorry, continue. <clears throat> no, you're fine. Uh, so he walks, you know, and then Trakina shows up and says, "Like, hey, uh, you've fallen into my trap." Uh, and activates a force field so that ha- they can have a duel and he can't escape. This this is what I was I getting guess- to. <laughs> that circle yeah, is like ahead. four meters in diameter. Uh-huh. Like, it, and it's <laughs> it's yeah. just how is this your plan again? I, just from <laughs> sequence to sequence. Like I was pretty on board until Leo got cop- captured, and then like again, I think kind of a storytelling sin is basically just. Um, you know, when you shove the plot in the direction without any kind of like internal logical yes. consistency, mm-hmm. and this is a kid's show, I know it doesn't matter, but like, just don't make her claim it's the plan. Uh-huh. Maybe you just have traps out here. Maybe you have a lot of these. I don't know. But why like this one thing yeah, that you imply is the like, only like four meter square circle, that he would go to? Yeah, they're in a circle in the in the open. He could have like, there's nothing that guaranteed he was going to run through there. He just happened to. Yeah. She, <laughs> she spent the entire last episode training dueling with Villamax yep. show these in that and say this is part of training and and he just wandered into uh-huh. them like yeah, that'd be great it's easy it's you don't have to especially since her plan was to fucking push him into the hell yeah pit. why did she have a, <laughs> this also it was the backup like, plan it's my contingency plan yeah yeah um then so, he rips his shirt uh and then he rips his shirt yes yeah. 
Leo gets to the, so the thing we found out about this guy who I'm sorry I can't remember Leo's actor's da- name Danny right Slavin. now. But the thing, thank you. The thing we found out about uh, Mr. Slavin Nate is that he was a Calvin Klein underwear mm-hmm. model who took this job to pay for law school, and right. damn it, that's what he did. And then he never <laughs> acted again and that's became a lawyer. Um, and you know what? Good for him because clearly, like he's he's. He's just like, look how sweaty yeah. and hot I am. Like that's, he's that's unbelievably all this, this ripped is, really. is the thing, and he, he like he just stays that way for a second, and then he morphs. It's they just yeah. like, clearly they just wanted but, to have a shot of him ripping his shirt for the opening of the show. That's the only reason it's there because it yeah, still. But there is a shot of Trakina doing what I think is supposed to be like a. I hate you so much, sneer, uh-huh. but that's not what it reads as to me. No, it looks horny. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, yeah, he's she, very hot. She, she likes it just as much, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's a shame I have to kill so, you. So, yeah, so, and they do, he does, of course, make sure before he morphs, uh, since the morpher is wrist mounted, to just flex so yeah. hard, as hard as he can, uh, and then uh, morphs, uh, and I. Again, I get it. That's your superpower, but damn it. <laughs> so then they they fight. I think this is a much better fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it's it, like they did the work in showing her get like trained and everything last mm-hmm. episode, but she really does beat his yeah. ass. Like she just kind of beats like, him up. Kicks. Uh, he's he tries leaping at her and she kicks him into the force field wall and he bounces off of it like it's a fighting game and he's on the edge. It's really good. I like it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny you mention that because he, her fighting style reminded me of. Um, there's a dude in Soul Caliber whose name I can't remember. Is it Raphael? Has thinking of. Well, so she does have kind of a fencing yeah. style, but there's a dude in Soul Calibur who's like got a sword like a sword and also kicks a lot. And I can't that's what she does. She kicks mm. a bunch and also uh uses the the sword. I can't remember his name uh Cervantes, right now, but, but he has um, two swords anyway. Yeah. No, no, hold on. Let me Google <laughs> I was trying to uh, think. let's see. Soul Caliber kicking. Oh is it the uh, Yun Yunsung? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. That's also what came up with Soul Calibur kicking guy. So <laughs> pretty, Google pretty, search. Google Google is so good at this. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Uh, yes, Young Song. Uh, he, but yeah, the, it just it's a cool like. Uh, yeah, she, you know, because it's not fully just I am a fencer. She she kicks mm-hmm. a bunch. Uh, and. Yeah, bounces him off the stage mm-hmm. as you would in a fight. Well, if game. it was Soul Calibur, he um, would have gotten ring out and lost the match at that point. But you know, that's true. Uh, she does some gloating. She says, "Like, ah, if only my father could see me beating your ass." There is another very good comic comic shot of uh, Deviat's head slowly popping up <laughs> over uh, one of the little shield generator things, uh, and he turns to his assassins and is like, "Okay." Go kill her and make it look like the Red Ranger did it. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. What? How? Who's going to investigate it? The fucking so cops? Fucking like, like, what the, are you the, talking the, about? The, the, the bug CSI is going to come she, and figure it out. Like, it's yeah. forensic it, uh, evidence is going to point to Deviant Monster instead of Red Ranger. What was his name? Keg- yeah. Kegler? Kegler. Keg- 
Kegler. Kegler. Kegler, yeah. Kegler's actually a forensic scientist. Yeah. You see those glasses. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, this is like, she, she really, I mean, it's like kind of close at first, but she is going to kill him. And then Deviat has his incredible plan, which is to blow up the, uh, blow up the shields. Mm-hmm. And then, and then these two bad guys show up and Leo literally like crawls away cause he's yeah. so injured. And, uh, and she kills both of them. I thought I was like, I guess I didn't think she was going to die. Obviously. I thought maybe they would team up like Leo and Trakina That's what I would thought. team oh, up. It always seems like things like that should happen. And they kind of let you down because. No, but she just, I mean, this fight especially, <laughs> yeah, I thought it is was cool. cool. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. With her, uh, with her very resolvable father issues, I thought that yeah. Trakina and Leo would uh, fight it off and maybe come to terms uh-huh. that, like, Deviat was the betrayer. But I, I just yeah. want to mention that she straight up murders Basket Hat. Oh, guy. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, he hits, she kills he, he hits his head on yeah. a rock real hard. And, like, good thing he has a helmet because, damn, <laughs> that looks nasty. And then, and then, but. And then she, yeah, like you're right. She, I mean, it's a, just it's, like, a, next it's a, right? Is that? an action show, but she like does a, like, uh, like runs her finger along the sword and it glows green and she just cuts that guy in half. He's dead. Yeah. He's- uh, I mean, the thing in Power Rangers is that if you don't have a human face, they just yep. kill you and act like it's not a big yep. deal. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's for children, so they're not thinking about it that hard. But these guys like talk uh-huh. and like have emotions. <laughs> there was a whole episode I, yeah. of In Space about how a monster bee guy like could choose to not be evil, and that they had a whole thing about that. Oh, no, you know, <laughs> they're redeemable. Oh crap! Uh-huh. Uh, it's the stormtrooper problem all over again. Yep. The um, so so for me, not knowing uh, the designation between monster. And human in a suit, because there sure is a lot of that going around. Uh, Yes. I thought that Basket Hat guy was just a guy, not a monster. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) in fact, when he and the – I'm going to call him the Kubiki Warrior, and I really hope that that's not offensive. But the guy in the Kubiki mask, when they both die, they just explode. Yep. And I was like, "Wait, is that just? Oh, that's does a, everyone just explode that, when they that's die? How is that just how humans die? die? They, they like, always blow up. When that's they how die. monsters yeah. die. Yeah. Okay. Got monsters it. for sure blow up. Yes. Uh, it is most noticeable in like the big, like the Zord fights. Mm-hmm. They usually like fall over and explode, but they usually do blow up. Yes. <laughs> um, but the thing, the other thing that, that it's interesting because you asked earlier, is there a through line, like? In the early seasons, they're like, this is a monster. Mm-hmm. Where it comes from might be different, but, like, this is a monster. As far as I know, these dudes are now yeah. aliens. Because uh, that's what they're doing. Like, they're in yeah. space. Yeah. And they go to different planets. So, like, as far as I know, these are just, like, dudes from Japan planet, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> like, and... And but I mean, I mean, she's also a bad guy, but the Power Rangers kill these dudes all the time. Sure. It's not like, yeah, do uh, it's not like go ahead. Do they establish in previous seasons that monsters are like created beings? Like Uh, only like the first two, because like there was a Finster making them out of clay in season one. And then in season two, Zed turned objects into monsters. And after that, they just kind of like started 
being there and like hired by the bad guys. They're just aliens that that show yes. up. Yes. Are they like mm-hmm. are they like receiving money? Do yes. they like engage in commerce? <laughs> like what is? I, the- I think so. So like so the so. You know the putties; those those are dudes literally made of clay, and then he puts them in like a a a magic oven, essentially, and then they come to life. And that's all the monsters are like that. So in the first season, it's like, oh, well, these aren't real; like it's fine. And then Zed also like, yeah, he would like zap an object and it would turn into a monster that sort of looked like the object. Uh, And then yeah, it was just like. It's a guy I know, or I hired this guy, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And so it it slowly became less... It's like, well, they're monsters, but, like, presumably there's a planet full of this <laughs> dude. Like, this yeah. type of person. <laughs> and we've just decided it's okay to kill them now, I guess. This is just my casual um, acquaintance. Uh. And there's a... We talked about it, but, like, at the end of the last season, Zordon, uh, you know, big two-pack guy, he dies, and... Uh, his like released good energy vaporizes a bunch of monsters. Uh, but anybody who kind of looks like a human, just like Trakina would just turn into a lady basically. Oh, so no. we're like, this is a, this is a racist, this like is a racial explosion. Cleansing. It's such, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. That's I terrifying. don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in any case, They've uh, so she kills both these guys. Um, the fight is fun, and and like I said, she really just it, like I think it's effective at on top of her training montage at at taking her from like three episodes ago where she was like I'm the princess and I want to fight but I don't know how to like oh she can beat ass okay cool <laughs> like good um, and she. In fact, she has the Kabuki guy. Eric, if this word turns out to be offensive, we're in trouble. We're going to have to do some editing. Uh, but but I hope not. In any case, uh, she has him cornered and she's like, all right, who sent you? And then <laughs> the Deviant, who again is very good at lying, uh, kills yep. the guy, shoots him. And Trakina, who... I mean, to, to Deviat's credit, I guess he's good at it because everyone around uh-huh. him is stupid. Uh, Trakina is like, oh, but I was going to get the information out of him. And uh, Deviat's like, well, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was helping. My bad. <laughs> she never suspect it's, a thing. No, it's so funny. It really cracked me up. And she really doesn't. And then she's just like, oh, man, the Red Ranger got away. And like, I don't think think she suspects it maybe later we'll find out that's not true but she's just like all right let's go find him uh and in this entire fight leo has barely gotten away so uh she just runs out and he's right there uh but thankfully the rangers show up in their weird little space go-karts uh and blast uh blast trakina and let him get some space and she turns her sword into a staff and just starts killing yep. all of them with yeah. uh, green lightning. Uh, but then one of the monsters that they, uh, she had killed uh, gets big, which again <laughs> just, is also something that it, it just, just sort of happens yeah. now. This, it used this to is, be, it used I don't to like a, this. It's lazy yeah. at this point. They just, he died and then he's a, he's giant now. Like she didn't even like make him giant or anything and just, whatever. Yeah. It, well, I, I agree that, it's like 
it's this weird thing where like it's a and it's it's a trope. That's how it mm-hmm. works in Power Rangers. But they used to show like Rita's wand makes mm-hmm. them big. Like it, it now it's just like I guess literally when you kill a monster it just gets uh-huh. large. But why? Like yeah, it's like it's the, you've dumb. activated the the monster's second form now and you have to fight it. It's very video game, I guess. Well, and I was yes. very confused it, because Basket Hat didn't. No, I do guess. This. Right, he was yes. just dead. <laughs> yeah. like, he and... wasn't a grower. He was just a, he was just a guy. I mean, <laughs> maybe you were right, and he that was just a guy <laughs> was just with a, a guy. basket hat. Like I mean, like I I you know I assumed he was a monster, but maybe he was just trying to fit in with these other dudes. So you got to you got to be hard when you're an intergalactic mercenary. You know, you can't let the yeah. the other boys know you're weak and just a regular yeah. old person. But uh, he's dead now, and then we have. <laughs> Have the so the big, uh, bigger guy gets large, gets huge, and have, I mean, in a long history of really uh-huh. unnecessary. Oh, sword it's barely a fight. This is maybe sixteen like seconds the, long. Yeah, the, the, the Megazord assembly is at least as long. Like no more. The the fight is not longer than the Megazord sequence. Like they just like Megazord forms up, uh, monster shoots at it a bit, Megazord punches it, and then finishing move, and that's it. It's over. Yeah, shoots it with with the Condor yep. gun. Uh, Nate, I know you're not like the biggest uh, Godzilla person, but like one of the you know obviously this is. Kai, they're kaiju fights, but these suits are not very mobile. So, yeah. like, a lot of the times, sometimes they're able to make it fun by, like, really trying to use, like, perspective to to make it feel, like, you know, big mm-hmm. and, and just, like, slow and crushing. But most of the time, they really, it's just, like... Yeah, I mean the toys. Like yeah. we gotta, yeah. we gotta we have to, remind yeah, you. Obligated. The so first of all, I the fact that he grew for no particular reason confused me. Uh huh. But then I immediately felt like without any um, kind of characterization to this character, without any sense of loss at the death of his friend right. or the betrayal of Deviat. Yeah. I, I just there was no plot purpose for this fight, so I was. In my ignorance, I thought that this was a conscious choice to cut this as short as possible. And maybe it was. But you're saying that in many other fights, are there like longer Megazord sequences? Do they spend more that time depends. fleshing those Sometimes, out? Sometimes, yeah, it it depends. But a lot of the time, uh, and we've like read interviews and stuff. Some seasons it was straight up mandated, like there must be one every episode. Mm. And so I think... I don't know if that's the case for this season, but like, this is a this is very short. They yeah. are usually like a minute at least, and they do like you know you'll get like the one guy in the, the in the Megazord suit like picks up the person in the other one and throws them into some rocks and like like one or two shots. So at least that's one stunt cool. or something. Yeah, yeah. This is literally just he uses to the, the chest, big hunt, and then there was a gun. Yeah. Yeah, uses the big condor gun, and that's literally it. So, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, they're longer, uh, but, like, weirdly, as someone, you know, the robots is a big selling point of Power Rangers, and when we started rewatching it, I want to say, like, it's, I mean, like, two-thirds of the episodes barely have one, and then, and then like, you'll have one. Like, when they get new Zords, there'll be one, 
And then occasionally the monster is like supposed to be a little more powerful and it takes longer. But a lot of the time it's just like, you really could, they could just be dead. Yeah. You don't need to do this part. Like, yeah. Well, and this absolutely. is, um, I don't think this is something necessarily unique to Power Rangers. I, I shouldn't use Gundam as a reference because I'm not like a huge Gundam fan. I haven't like watched enough of it, but I just want to state that I think when you're writing character driven content or even, even reasonable plot driven content, when you get in a giant suit, it gets really hard to interface with the things that you were doing when you were a human being. Yeah. Like plot writing, yeah. plot writing wise, you pretty much just get in that thing to duke it out. And guess what? Action sequences don't move the story forward. Generally, it it takes a really really good one to advance it can, the plot. But it's yes, um, yeah. So yeah. most of the time, it's just kind of superfluous noise, and it's entertaining. I'm not knocking it. I mean, many action films, you know. Uh, engage in these kinds of things where you could just like slap that entire action sequence out and it doesn't matter. But I imagine that for a formula like show like this, that's selling a product that like has some need to fit those quotas. Like how many of these fights are really just like, yeah, okay. Like we well, don't and, need it. And, and like, I just try to remember like it's for kids and, yeah, and like, sure. they're probably like, hell yeah. The robots are yeah, here. The robots are um, here. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, but I don't need this to be like you know award-winning drama. Like I don't. <laughs> but. No, but as an adult, it is like you said. It's like, oh yeah, these fights are like pretty fun. But the the robots are are easily the thing I care the least about yeah. uh, in 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 the show as we're as rewatching it as a, an adult, um, especially. Uh, and Simon, I think you agree with me. Like, I really think the later Sentai and Power Rangers Megazords like. They just start to kind yeah, of look the there's same. The, like, there's too much uh, volume at some point, and they, they really multiply the number yeah. of toys they're trying to sell, and you can really tell that they're cramming uh, them all all yeah. of them into a season. And it, like, I have I have hard opinions on the best Megazord for like the first five seasons, and then I just I'm like, which one is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, sorry, okay, is I forget. Interesting. Yeah, I. Um, I did have one other note that I wanted to go back to before we leave this short oh, uh, sure. fight sequence. Uh, they they summoned Galacta beasts. Yep. Okay. And then the Galacta so, beasts in, become yes. the swords. Yes. And then the in swords this, become parts of yeah. the Megazord. <laughs> yes. In this I, season, their swords are like living alien entities that can turn into robots. I hate, yep. I hate that. I really, I really <laughs> hate that. Uh, zords as um, I know that they're not. I know that Zords are more than just robots. They have a sentience. They yes. agree to work with you. I think, and like, there's a character to some them, them do, to yeah. some degree, yeah, for sure. So I understand that, like, the robots, kind of like, um, freaking uh, Voltron, right? The Voltron lions yeah. have a yep. character to them. Yeah, very similar. So I, I get there's that, but but taking an organic creature, a giant organic creature yeah. in space, and morphing it into a robot that then deconstructs down into a leg. <laughs> yeah. It really threw me off for a second. I was just like, "Where is yeah. where is the gorilla in this? Why is its face it's the belt?" Good, like, I don't, I yeah, don't like it. If you if you're like that gorilla, even if it's not like got human level intelligence, say it's at least as, as smart as your dog, right? If if your dog turned into the belt for a robot, it would be like <laughs> really not having a good time. Yeah, like just, this is a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so just through I, me I, I don't know. I, I can like, imagine the good, good dog it, it, who's psyched to be a belt. He's like, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but but it's a I like the part like in the first couple episodes they can't turn into the robots yet, so they just like stand on top of this big space lion. That's and pretty it fights. That's really sweet, actually. And that would uh, like basically like big Pokemon. And if they just did that for the whole season, I'd be like, cool. But it doesn't fit the formula, and you can't sell the toy of it as well. So I, they didn't do that. I also but, imagine. Yeah from a filming perspective and an execution perspective, trying to mm-hmm. intermix people in suits with large scale beings is yes. really hard. And they were like, we need this to get is, away from yeah. this as fast as possible. We need people inside a set that is the cockpit. Uh-huh. We need to like get. <laughs> this is something that we figured out pretty early um, when we were rewatching it, which is like some of the coolest sword shit is um, in like uh like um Simon the the mm-hmm. ninja zords the the yeah. frog and them their intro sequence where you have like this frog robot and that's got like a t- mechanical yeah. tongue and like this wolf robot that's like running around that shit is awesome and they nope. never do it again and it's because it's stop motion yep. like models and that's so yeah. much more expensive yeah. than a guy in a robot suit like it's yeah. not even close so Obviously, at some point, they just st- – I mean, even in the very original one where, like – Yeah, uh, you, you, you the got the T-Rex fighting a couple times in the first season. But a couple times. Not much else. But they, they very quickly – I mean, I think it's just a con- like economy yeah. shit. They just oh, yeah. can't. Like, it's yeah. too expensive. They don't have enough time. But, but yeah, you're absolutely correct that, like – that a lot of the time it's conceptually cooler that to have like the the you know the, in this case big space alien animals that's neat but they just can't <laughs> so you got to put them in robots but i hadn't really thought about the fact that yes they can think and agree to like work with you and now it's a leg <laughs> i didn't really <laughs> think about that <laughs> it's fine if it's a sentient um, robot it was just the part where like they somehow became robots and then those robots yeah. drastically change shape. We, like, are they in the room? We robot, kind or? of, I don't know. Cause we kind of earlier theorized. It's like, it's like their version of morphing, mm-hmm. but the, th- which, but the thing is, then they literally like bend at the neck at a 90 degree <laughs> angle to become a foot. Yeah. So that's harder to understand. Yeah, cause, like, cause <laughs> you'll have to, this may be going too deep into power Rangers. Um, theory crafting but the i assume that the power ranger when transformed into the ranger we've uh, you and i privately have discussed that they can change yes. body mm-hmm. shape drastically yeah, they can. Uh-huh. um yeah and that's one thing but at least there's a continuity in the fact that when they take injuries or damage in the morphed form when they turn back into their non-morphed form they seem to still be injured in the same ways right yeah, like it's and still like your can, body yeah yeah, it's still you. So it really. So that's yeah. yeah it messes with the continuity when, or not in the continuity with the headcanon when these giant galactic beasts are not morphing, are morphing into ro- they're they're just a different being. It's just not the same yeah, thing it's, anymore. It's tough. I definitely agree. It's like a cool. I like because I, I I like the. I like the idea of them like this is what they normally look like and then they get a special fight for them. But you're right. It's too di- – it's like not the same thing at that point. It's just like so different. It's it's weird. Even, I agree. Even if they I were, didn't really think about that too much. <laughs> even if they were like um, the uh, 
what was it the animal season or the animal show of the Transformers where they Beast yeah, Wars? There yeah, that's true. Beast Wars where you can still kind of see it, but it's like yeah, well, like make them make them then, robots yeah. that just look like animals, and that's yeah. fine. It's weirder the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if it's a robot that can look like an animal. It's f- way weirder when it's an animal that then turns into a robot. Because what does that mean? Yeah. I, I. It's a fair point. Anyway. <laughs> so, no, no, no. This is the kind of bullshit that we do here. So, I appreciate it. Um, so, they fight this monster, kill it. Trakina shows up on a big hill to tell them uh, that she's for sure going to kill them. Uh but not right now, even though she earlier seemed like she could just do it by herself. Um, and she's like, oh, you'll never defeat me. I'm going to kill you. Ha ha ha. Gets a good, some good evil villain laughter in and then uh, turns into a lightning bolt and teleports off into space. Before she leaves, uh, and, before she, yes. leaves she delivers the best line I've ever heard. <laughs> Which is okay. evil will reign from here to uh-huh. forever. Yes, what, yes starting uh-huh. here, yeah, and here then to forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then infinity. And then, <laughs> and then forever. Uh Villamax uh up on the Scorpion Stinger. Villamax <laughs> I this is very cute I, I, to me. I really like DVR's showed... like reaction to Villamax talking to him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well the because Villamax in the previous episode is very like, like you said, uh, he's kind of Han Solo mm-hmm. roguish. He's he's like super cool when mm-hmm. he's introduced, and I like here he's kind yep. of a dork. Like he's uh, he's, he's, he's like a Goku type where he's like, I I've seen you fight, you're really yes. strong, and I want to become your friend now. Here's my favorite knife to signify our friendship or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He 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 shows up and says, "Hey, Deviot," and Deviot's like, "Jesus, I gotta fucking talk to this guy." <laughs> and he, and he turns that and sarcastically like, again. does a little like jazz move. Yeah, he, he was like, thing. "Yes, do you, yeah. yes, Villamax, what do you want?" <laughs> and and as you said, he's like, "I would like to give you this cool <laughs> knife because I think that you're cool and you saved Trakina." And that's very honorable. Here is a cool <laughs> knife. And and he's like, okay, well, yeah, you know, us villains gotta look out for each other. We got a code of honor. And Villamax is like, yes, we will be brothers and friends. Goodbye. And he walks off. And Deviant, like, Deviant uh-huh. sucks so much that yep. I kind of like him because he's just like, Boy, what a fucking dipshit. Uh, and he takes this knife. Oh, uh, Kegler, yep. it was walking through the uh, the hallways and, and like hides because he sees him talking to himself. Um, and he says, ha, ah, your loyalty is as worthless as this two bit dagger. And he bends it in half because he uh-huh. got it at the Halloween store. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, then just throws it away. And Kegler kind of looks at him like oh as no. far as you can tell from his unmoving uh, facial expression of the episode well yes i th- i mean i uh-huh. think that's the idea but yeah and and that's the end of the episode uh but yeah i think like i like 
the villain stuff that's going on. Last season had a, a villain who was also kind of turning on them, but he was way less interesting to me. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, it, it's fun. It is still, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, Simon, like very much like this is mm-hmm. the villains show right for right now. I don't know if it's going to go back to being more ranger focused. Um, but for right now, yeah, we just got a lot of villain stuff and it's okay. Cause I'm having a good time with them. Can I, um, can I ask yeah, go ahead. what the Rangers have done for the rest of the season? So I, and I don't there, want like there a was super so, long thing, but just like in a yeah, brief summary, there, there what was they a whole arc uh, concerning the Magna Defender, who was the, he was very briefly shown in this episode. Like you blink and you missed him. He they, is in this episode. They mentioned yeah, him he's, he's the guy in the big yeah, dark blue armor that. with the cape. He's like kind of the sixth Ranger. So, Okay. Yeah. He's like a dark knight type. So so uh, at first he was thing, kind of an yeah. anti-hero who just showed up and like killed the villains and like the rangers didn't like him because he was too hardcore. Uh we eventually learned that Scorpius <laughs> killed his son who was like another like little guy who wore an armor like him who was very oh, cute. Oh wait, I've seen That's right. You've shown me that Magna Defenders. I showed it to you because child. I was like this yep. is his kid, and that's what the kid looks like. I think, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yes. come back to the question of like what's organic and what's yeah. not here. And th- then exactly, it turned out yes. that Mike, who is like Leo's big brother, uh, he was believed dead after in like the second episode because he fell into a crevice on a planet that turned to stone. Uh, and then like the Magna Defender was there, and uh, he kind of like took over Mike's body and be- like made like possessed him to get out of there. It- Basically, oh God, it, it turned out Magna Defender had Magna Defender had been dead for a very long time and was like a vengeful spirit and possessed oh, yeah. him. Is essentially what happened. They don't use those terms because it's a kids show, but sure. that's what's going on. That's a cool format. Um, yeah, it's neat. And then eventually, they kind of win uh, Magna Defender over to their side, and he like sacrifices his spirit to save some people. And then Mike's back and also can just turn mm. into that guy. Which is again a question yeah. that I have about like wait yeah he what's just happening. like wait, he sacrificed like, yeah. spirit the spirit isn't yeah, the source he, of the power he gave Mike his power basically yeah yeah so that that's been like yeah, that, okay. that was that was the arc of the first there was the lights of Orion before that which was just the bad guys were looking for a thing and the Power Rangers got it and that gave them their yeah a thing MacGuffin uh, yeah. So there have been a couple, two two arcs basically before this. One is just like, let's introduce the Rangers and we do a MacGuffin hunt. And then our like, kind of, I mean, not serious, but like plot arc of like, this is uh, uh, the Red Ranger's long lost brother. And also he's kind of a, an anti-hero. And then, then basically mm-hmm. into this villain stuff is kind of the next thing that's happened. So. Yeah, I was I was kind of um, just curious for the like pacing of the season whether they were dealing with like one big issue and now we've changed it, but it sounds like it's more no, it's, like it, um, they they kind they of do several like episodes a, a bunch of different arcs, which is nice. Like it's less repetitive, I guess, than past seasons have been, but also like it, it's a it's a weird mix because there's still 45 episodes to a season, which is a lot of story to fill in when you're a kids show. It's so many episodes, yep. oh my god! Um, so it's it's like a mix of having a different focus, yeah. but within each arc, it, it's a lot of this, like the light of Orion bit was just every episode the bad guys thought the lights of Orion were in a thing and it was really Sailor Moon that they like style they sent a, a, a monster there to 
to grab that thing, and then the Power Rangers would stop them. And then it turned out the Lights of Iron weren't in that thing, and that was the episode, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, <laughs> they did just, that like 10 fucking yeah. They did that like 10 fucking times. Gotcha. Yeah. They were playing the shell game. Yeah. Just. Yeah, pretty much. And, and so, like, just, it, and, and, you know, you'd get, like, the Power Rangers are never the most complex characters, but, like, they barely, ha- the last, like, four episodes that have been kind of about Trakina have, like, in the last episode, I don't think you saw mm-hmm. them, their faces. Like, they literally, were, uh, they would like just show the up. End, there was one to- scene at the end of that episode, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, yes. But they're yep. in it for, like, four minutes. Like, they're just very, huh. very ba- barely. And so you didn't see inter- them, like, in this episode, you know, only Kai and Leo, you saw their faces. Everyone else was morphed the whole time. Right. And for me, I'm like, well, I don't care. I mean, I think that's cool. I don't care. But it is interesting that it's, like, yeah. they're doing that for a kid's show where you, you would maybe be like, why do the kids care <laughs> about the bug lady? <laughs> like, they want to see the... The, the their superheroes. Is this? So, I don't know. Is this a departure for the franchise? Like the six seasons before this, this was not. They didn't it's spend a, as much time with. Yeah, those. yeah. I would, I would say so. Because even like by the end, so the the first three seasons have the same group of villains. It's like Rita and Zed and them. Um, and by the end of that, they do get a lot of time, but but like it's still like it's like comedy bits and, and stuff that they're not really ever driving. It's not a B storyline as much. It's not right. It's just um, information from setup and like, or like outros and like. yeah. Last season, the, one of the main villains is, is the long lost brainwash mm-hmm. sister of the red ranger. And she got a lot of time, but it still wasn't like this. I don't think where it's like, literally mostly about yeah. the villains. Yeah, I mean, they've even elevated yeah, to the I, point I, where the A story is the villain story for the last couple episodes. Right. Yeah, um, I think that is unusual. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder, um, and maybe you guys know the answer to this, or I'm just musing, I wonder if they continue to do this into the future at all, even um, with some kind of pattern or it depends. Uh, sequence. Yeah, it, it, it really from depends season from to season, season to season, from era to era, what they're even trying to do. It, usually, like, uh, Power Rangers is like a reaction to how people felt about the previous one, I feel like. So whenever, like, people feel like it's too repetitive mm-hmm. and formulaic, they tend to have one that is more plot-heavy and, like, maybe, like, uh, that's more... Uh, I kind of well liked by 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 fans, uh, and then sometimes like they they counterbalance that where, it, where when they go they have a season that goes pretty dark, and then the next season they they go back to really lighthearted. So it's it it, it really changes from year to year. I'd say that's a really interesting. I guess it's a really interesting way to frame it to think about them. Uh, you could be derisive and say chasing trends, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's fair. I think. Um, if they're looking at sales yeah. in real time and they're looking at like who their audience yeah. is by reflection of that, because I, I can't imagine running a franchise mm-hmm. like this for so long, knowing that it's geared for children of a certain age range and that like yeah. onboarding like new generations is yeah. like a question. You don't really need to invest yourself in an ongoing plot. And that's part of the reason why they stopped doing, they started having a different team every year, starting with this season is that you can just jump into whatever. Uh, and it's yeah. interesting. So the the one analog I can think of for this is is Pokemon, which is essentially doing kind of the same thing, where they 
there are people who have been playing Pokemon there, you know, since the first one, uh, and they'll complain that it's too easy or like not aimed at them, but that's because it's, it's not, it's for, they're assuming that each Pokemon is the person, someone's like first or second. And I kind of feel like that's what Power Rangers is doing at this point. They're not really trying to Mm -hmm. keep you around forever. It's nice when they can, but they're trying to keep you for a couple you, years. Yeah, they 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 want to grab you around your prime, uh, asking your parents to buy you the toys. <laughs> yeah, basically, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and just it's not really something that they're trying to keep you on forever. It's nice when they can, um, but because of that, it means that they can be kind of reactive or or like you know chase trends is the like you said maybe the mean way to say it but i think it's more just like we're trying to react to people who are watching the show and and make it make it more you know targeted at that audience and and stuff like that so yeah yeah Yeah, it's really interesting Um, because of course we've seen media age with its audience you know a number of times um major things that catch popularity and harry potter is like the most immediate example unfortunately yeah um all kinds of things have done this where they mature the content as the age group that first picked it up uh, matures with it. And, but it's, it's just really interesting to see a show that I think uh, can play with some of those elements, can bring in new writers, can create a little bit of a more character driven or more serious storyline, at least in the framework of it, even if not in the execution, but Mm. then they just don't have to continue doing that. (laughs) They can just do whatever they want really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like so, one of the things that like Hasbro is trying to do now is trying to diversify the Power Rangers brand yes. by having a bunch of different projects, and they're trying to like kind of catch us, like the adults that grew up with it. With like they 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 were trying to do that with the 2017 movie, and it didn't really work. And now they're trying a different approach where they're gonna have a cartoon and like a Netflix series that is quote unquote it, more you know serious, I guess. Yeah, it does seem like the kind of thing you could have like a teen a teen or like young adult focused thing and a kid's one and it wouldn't really conflict mm-hmm, it yeah. seems, i feel like that's what they want to do because then you kind of double dip um but it, it, obviously that also you know that's tough because are you cannibalizing your own audience or whatever but that, mm-hmm. i mean good luck they're gonna try it and since it's streaming directly they don't have to ask for like two time slots from no, nick or whatever yeah. So we'll that's, see another, if it works. that's another interesting idea, mostly because I, I at least can't think. Now I don't watch a lot of children's programming, so I, I'm missing half of this equation. But I can't think of a whole lot of shows or movies or franchises that have produced um, one form of continuity and internal logic of some kind, and then said, mm-hmm. "Well, we want to split this from the logic of kids' show yeah. into something more the- mm-hmm. uh, actually, again, like more solidly plot driven." The only um, things I can think of that are kind of like that are like Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. where the, it's like this is the animated universe, and then this is the movies or comics yeah. or whatever. Like, and they can kind of have two separate things. But yeah, it's not very common, and and like yeah, yeah and usually well, this, in those. Disney's- Disney's specifically trying to like do the opposite thing with Marvel, where they have the MCU, which is like their main product, I guess, and then like they have all these kids shows on Disney Plus that are about Marval superheroes, but was he way younger? Right, because be- 
Because as you said, with like the product aging with its audience, the Marvel movies are yeah. kind of not for kids anymore. They, no. They're too yeah. old. Yeah, so it's, they, they've, yeah. Always, they've always been like targeting older, like even from the start, it, it was always teens and up. And, you know, now they're just everyone watches them. But they, they, they have these cartoons now that are basically on ramps for kids to get like uh, used to the characters so that when they grow older, they get into the movies, which is like what Disney wants, really. Yeah, of course. But th- this is this is an interesting case with Power Rangers because um, I think in these other franchises you have the benefit of kind of a static Western assumption that animations are for children, which, by the mm-hmm. way, is one of the craziest things that I keep running into is this idea that, like, yeah, oh, it's, it's animated, nuts. that's a kid thing. Oh, yeah, like well, one of those executives said something like that lately, like I think it was the Netflix CEO or whatever, something like that. Uh, it, was, it was the Warner Brothers dude. Yes. He was like, oh, it was the yeah. slab, yeah. Cartoons are for kids. Right. And it's, it's wild because like how many great, uh, teen and adult focused animations have been shit canned, even though they were fantastic because they just are animated. Yeah. You, you own the company that made, that made Batman TAS, like know your own product. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, really the foundation of all like adult programming for children, for like in animation for the Mm -hmm. Western world, at least the, um, But but anyway, I'm just trying to say that I think it's an interesting thing because for Western audiences, you kind of code younger when you produce an animation, and Power Rangers doesn't have that benefit because their young product is the live action thing. And yeah. if you're going to make a teen one now, how do you differentiate the tone and intention of a more serious yeah. show? Yeah, and then you have to deal with like how do we cross the lines on what darker concepts mean mm-hmm. in this continuity and the other one? I don't know. That'll be interesting to yeah. watch. It'll be interesting to see how they, it comes they, out. There's a pilot out there that you can find. They did a CG like cartoon uh, with the Mighty Morphin, like the first cast, basically, um, that never like went. But they were like, "Could we do this also, maybe?" And that was like years ago. Huh. Uh, so maybe I mean they'll try it again. I would hate. I hope they. You know, I don't know enough. They make this live show very cheaply. Like I know they do. But it, I still have trouble believing that animation would, like, if they completely replaced the live action stuff with Power Rangers and just turn it into a cartoon, like, that's fine. I bet it would be fun. I also think the th- one of the main things that differentiates it from a million superhero cartoons is just gone then. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like that's, you can't just do that. You could no, maybe no. also do it. But yeah. Well, and I think, again, it would be really weird to take your child program, morph it into an animation and then say, no, the, the live action ones for teens now. Like, I think that's a hard shift. Like you can't really do that. Um, not at this stage, not this late in the game. So, um, but yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on. They've said they've got multiple things going on and, and have been kind of tight about it other than to say that they're trying to diversify like the the audience but who knows exactly what, the, what that means what about the comics they're what the age comics range are, are comics cool are the comics i would say are for are for like teen to young adults they're a little more violent they're not like grim dark but like people get killed and stuff it's 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 closer to like marvel ish level like comics level of yeah. of you know people die and stuff like that um but that's, you know, comics, I love comics, but, like, in terms of money, like, 
tiny compared to movies and TV and stuff like that. But it's cool. And like some of the stuff from the comics has showed up in like their video games and other things. So like they use it as an idea ground for sure. So um, you could see some of that stuff maybe come into whatever else they do. Well, if they get to, I mean, comics is a medium, right? Much cheaper to produce. Um, Yeah still has a better establishes a continuity. I mean, so many things start from comics for a reason and it's a really interesting place where you get to ditch the formulaic nature of the TV show mm-hmm. and yep, get an idea true. of what a more serious or plot focused serial content for power Rangers looks yeah. like. So, I mean, if that's the model, maybe it's a cool one. I mean, I love the PR art for the comic books, but I've never read them myself. So looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good art. So, yeah, so we'll see how that goes in the future, and, and hopefully they can figure something out. But uh, that's, I think, it for the episode. I do have a couple questions from listeners. If you have a question, you can send it to us at TeensWithTude on Twitter or TeensWithTude at gmail.com. Um, I asked people to ask us about ripping off shirts and dueling, uh, and we have a couple ep- uh, questions. Lomont asks... Uh, Gonna be horny on main. What other scenes can you guys think of with people ripping their shirts off? Ugh. Uh, I personally enjoy uh, in Spider Man 3 when he rips the black mm-hmm. suit off. That is a good one, and it's trying to hold on to him. Yeah, it's one of the few good bits from that movie. I would say it's well made. Um, I immediately was just like Superman, but the difference is that he's got another shirt. Yeah, so he I don't opens know his if shirt. That counts. Uh, this episode specifically made me think a lot of Star Trek TOS whenever Kirk would rip a shirt. Oh, yeah, he did do that a he lot. He did that huh? a lot. And it was a, like, it's very similar to, because like they were even shooting at Vasquez Rocks in this episode of Power Rangers, like the same location where they shot a bunch of old Star Trek. So, yeah, very similar. Has Vin Diesel ever ripped his shirt off in a movie? I mean, The Rock certainly has. I don't, I don't think know. Vin Diesel the has. Rock for I don't sure think has. Vin Diesel likes taking off his shirt in movies anymore because he doesn't, you know, we've he's heard. He's not out of shape, but he's kind of chunky. But, and I, I yeah, guess I mean, he doesn't. I, I think yeah. the thing is, Vin Diesel doesn't want to, like, get on uh, strict workout regiments to be in movies anymore, which, you know, it's fine that he doesn't want to do that, but it's, it's part of why. Uh, you know, You're right does. that the the rock definitely has. I cannot think of a specific one, but like, yeah, that that for sure has happened. I know mm-hmm. Arnold is that Commando one of, one of the Arnold ones. He does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not thinking of a ton. Like Superman is what I think of when. But like I said, there's something yeah. under it. I yeah, love so. this question, but I wish I had an answer for it. Mostly because I I just don't I don't think I've marked shirt rips as a notable thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't look for yes. them or pay attention to them generally. Um, they don't happen a lot anymore because they're seen as very cliched and cheesy and stuff. So like, I don't well, think people want to do them earnestly in a lot of things. And Also, I feel like ripping your shirt off in terms of like, just taking it off fast. Mm-hmm. Like that happens a lot. I feel like still like in exasperation or like, I, 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 this is emotional and I'm like grumpy in my room and I take my shirt off and you see me, I'm yeah. brooding. Yeah. Cause the thing is, if you can't rip a shirt, like <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. Actually, if you've ever tried, it doesn't work. I mean, if there's something you rip in it, it's easier to yes. make it bigger, but you, you know, you yeah. need to either get a special shirt for ripping or mm-hmm. it has to already have like 
a seam in it. And even then, the se- like the threading has to yeah. be such and like that the, you can... the, the color is probably going to stay intact and the rim at the bottom because like these are yes. stronger because yeah. they're like uh, so, they're, well yeah. and credit to this episode because as we were talking about ripping your shirt off goes from being badass and cool to looking really stupid if you try to finish that last 10 percent yeah and credit to this episode because i actually noticed that his shirt did not actually fully yeah, come off they, they just cut away <laughs> they, from yeah, it so that you zoomed, don't think about it yeah they they uh tighten the frame they zoomed in yeah uh and credits to the show for just implying the motion and not worrying about the specifics because it yeah. did it did have this is one of the more badass shirt rips i've seen mm-hmm. on film uh and <laughs> yeah. it's in a power ranger yeah. show so like yeah yeah, it's just I think it is it's cliche and also that like you you have it's like it's ch- considered cheesy and also you have to fake it basically in order to to do it. So it's like uh, yeah. I can't think I just can't yeah. I feel like it's it's definitely more of like an 80s action movie thing than like something that happens as much now. So so yeah. Um, um I don't just have to- any just to generate an answer, I will say that uh-huh. uh, even to this day, the um, visual bit in Bruce Almighty, where uh, oh, Jim Carrey casts all his clothes off onto the ground, yes. um, has always stuck with me. I thought it always looked very yeah. smooth. I wonder. I actually wonder how they did that. But maybe that's my shirt rip choice, even though it was his entire it's wardrobe. It's very good. It's one of the better, like, that's not a great movie, but that part's pretty funny. Yeah, it's just that visual gag. Does that. It's pretty good. Um yeah, I'm. I even Googled it here, and uh, I have not seen that many uh, like really famous examples. Uh, so, so it, it doesn't seem like. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a. It's more of a visual cliche than like a thing that happens mm-hmm. actually in in you know in big important moments in movies. So yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, if you can think of one, though, shoot it over to us at Teens with Tude. I'm, I have found, I will say, I did find an IMDb list of movies where someone rips their shirt off. Uh, and I, ha- I cannot think of any of any, or I, I don't know any of these. There are like six different episodes of Hercules, the legendary journeys that oh, someone yeah. has put on this list, which is very funny. Uh <laughs> So there you go. I guess watch that, but don't give Kevin Sorbo any money. Just no. watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, okay. So patch asks, uh, continuing on this dudes get to rip their shirts off when they want to, to look tough, but it's not fair. What's a good alternative form of posturing for boobed people. <laughs> I think I think if you just I don't I think mean, first, a, of, first of all overstating it that dudes get to rip their shirts off when they feel anytime, like it. Yeah. I've never, I've <laughs> never thought about I don't, the privilege. I can't tell you I've ever felt like life. ripping my shirt off, but like I don't think that would be very accepted like in the office if I wanted to do that. Let's I, say. Then again, I, seriously, in a meeting, if you're pitching something and you just <laughs> fucking got yeah, on the table mid, and ripped your shirt off, mid I I'd have a hard time fighting against that. Um, <laughs> No, but I've never examined my own privilege for the freedom to be able to rip my shirt that's off in public. Right, that's right. That's right. Got to respect. Uh, but, um. uh, I think first of all, just do it. <laughs> Fucking fuck people. <laughs> I feel like the closest, to. like stereotypical uh, female equivalent to this would be to rip like a seam on the side of your skirt. If it, if you have like a really tight mm-hmm. skirt and you rip Taking it so that you can off, run, but that's very catty. Like, yeah. 
Oh, um, yeah. Actually, something that's always cool when, like, a lady is undercover, is, like a, uh, a lady cop who's undercover mm-hmm. and in heels, is snapping the heels off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, it's not exactly the same, but it's a, it's a similar, like, I mean, business type of thing, I think, that's I think, pretty neat. I think the funny thing is that uh, the female equivalents, equivalents of these are more practical because, unfortunately, so many... Yeah. Uh, aspects of women's clothing are so impractical. Whereas yeah. men, like, we don't gain anything by ripping no, that's our right. shirt off. Like, if you no. can even do it, why did you like just the, do that? The, yeah. The, the, the only what, what would even be practical? Like, remove your tie if you're wearing a tie? That's the yeah, only Yeah, take, un- your, tie take off. your tie off. Yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, like, I, I'm sure in a Mission Impossible, somebody gets strangled by the tie at some yeah. point. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, Take your tie off is the the practical one. Um, I mean, if you got a sports bra on, just do it, and then you're fine. And it's and then also you're you know you're still you're not like completely shirtless when you're fight about to fight somebody, which I assume is what you're gonna do if you're mm-hmm. ripping your shirt off. Uh, I would, but yeah, I would really respect, or I think be intimidated by a woman who approached me while just ripping these sleeves straight down her shirt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, just like at the yeah. shoulder, just like tear that completely off. Just take the um, sleeves off. That's I, pretty good. I don't know why, but I think it would probably frighten me. <laughs> well, because that, that's like, I feel like that's like, uh, you know, you, that's kind of the more realistic version of ripping. Cause you could mm-hmm. rip, do that. There's, yeah. that's yeah. a seam. Yeah. Like you could do that. And then, uh, I mean, assumedly the, the person who is doing that, now has just guns yeah because they ripped their sleeves off <laughs> you have the strength so. to do it you've revealed that you are probably stronger yep. than i am and you care about your shirt so I mean, little or you care about beating my ass so much that I mean, it's, it's also like the objectively correct thing to do when you have like a big hole in your armpit on a t-shirt you just rip the sleeves off and boom like your shirt is I good would, as new I, now I was going to say I have ripped my shirt in half because it got a big hole mm-hmm. and I was like well I mean, I could just throw it away or yeah. That's take, yeah. turn lemons into lemonade. Take this opportunity to do something you've always wanted to do. You know, this is <laughs> something I realized recently while trying to learn how to fix clothes is that a T-shirt, if it's got a hole just like in the middle of it, cannot be fixed. No. So, uh, so go try, for it. Well, that, you try to you know, darn it. No, no, yeah. no one wears a patched, t- or patched T-shirt like that is like patched <laughs> well, they're, Yeah, they're not. Yes. Yeah. I think we should normalize uh, darned knit patches on, like, standard Hanes shirts. It would be pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's going yeah. to happen. Like, when we're old men, it's going to be what the young people wear. And we're going to, like, have really question marks in our eyes when we see that. It's going to look weird to us. <laughs> it's, it's bound to. <laughs> That's the to. style. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. A couple, couple options. I do think, like... The Yeah, take your earrings out before you beat somebody's ass. Like, there's a couple, like... I don't want it, this to get in the way, like things you can do that are pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, just to yeah, crack your knuckles. That's that's like anyone I can s- do that. Yeah, I saw one where a uh, like a uh, like a vine or, or I guess not vine. Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're so a TikTok old. where a lady was about to fight somebody and she took off all of her uh, like the glue, the press ons. Oh. 
and like to square up on somebody and i was like i can't decide if that's funny or really intimidating <laughs> like i cannot tell uh so there you go there's a couple uh and then last one uh from gonman uh what franchise would benefit from centralizing duels as part of it so i mean i I I just like the idea this concept of like take a franchise but now duels are very important. I did immediately think of Yu-Gi-Oh because that's just it's already it's what, already that. Yeah, that's already there. Yeah. But like I do like the idea basically of like take a show that you already like and now also sometimes Mortal Kombat happens in it. And I <laughs> My first immediate thought is that the Real Housewives franchise would get a lot more oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. if it oh, yeah. actually there ended up in sword fights. Um, Let's, I mean, Survivor uh, already has like elimination challenges. Just have them duel to the death. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think like, like so often you, you have shows that, that like do kind of, um, you know, like every sitcom, uh, this there's like a, co- a central two character conflict in an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just replace every time that that Raymond gets mad at his mother in law. <laughs> they have to fight now. Like <laughs> <laughs> just, just do that. Like, uh, I mean, not do, to do the like death. A, <laughs> the rehearsal, but with duels. How about that? take it to oh the next God. level make it even more uh, weird and and uh, uncomfortable to watch <laughs> can i just can i just pitch something yeah uh-huh. go for it all right i'm not a huge i grew up in the south but i'm not a huge nascar fan um but but, <laughs> but, NASCAR, but they consistently guns. go left yeah can we just incorporate car to car duel like it's a two-part team driver and fencer yeah okay fencer is strapped <laughs> oh, oh, to the top okay. of the car and as Going they there. come close they're jockeying for position <laughs> turn, turn it into a double dash kind out. of situation yeah, is yeah what you're it's saying. a double it's a double dash uh <laughs> we give them some kind of uh pistols like uh-huh. obviously non-lethal because this is a real sport and then it has to be shells yeah <laughs> you know okay nate you fenced right yeah yeah, different. You know how in fencing you have the electronic, uh, like if you mm-hmm. do, if you don't if you haven't fenced somehow because most people have right, uh, <laughs> the way they keep score is literally like there's a little electronic tip, yep. and when you get a point, it it like ticks up. Tie that to the car engine so when you score you go <laughs> oh, faster, shit. and when you and when yes. you get hit you can slow down uh, automatically. Yes, absolutely. Basically, do that with like a, a laser tag kind of thing. Yeah, that, yes. that works. Yeah. yeah, it completes a circuit yeah. and gives the driver another use of like NOS, like straight out of Fast and uh-huh. Furious. Just they can yeah. slam that in the engine. I would fucking watch this. <laughs> it's also people would die. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there you go. Incor- yes, incorporate it into an an, a, a, an existing sport is is the way I think you do it. <laughs> you just take basketball and like instead of the free throw opportunity, you, you have yeah, to just fight. <laughs> I love the clash. Just, just, you of just the like of do a yeah. Michael Jordan chaos and the windy city type of thing. Yeah. Whenever like there's a conflict, I mean like. I hate yeah. to say it as the Canadian on here, but hockey had the right idea all along. It turns out where you just, you just yeah, fight the, sometimes. The weird, 
The thing that's so weird about ho- hockey fighting to me is it's like a deep part of hockey, yeah. but but it's still against the rules. And when uh, you start a fight, you still go to the yeah, penalty box. You like, do, yeah. but it's, it's yeah, it's like a weird thing where it's anytime they've tried to enforce the the no fighting rule harder, like people have not liked that because people like it when there's a fight in hockey, so it's fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is wild where it's like, it's yes, it's still against the rules. You go in the box for three minutes. Yeah. And every other sport, it's like six-game suspension. Right. Get the fuck it's out a, it's of against, here. It's against the rules the same way dancing after a touchdown is against the rules. You know, you still do it because it's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like way less penalized than yep. it is anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess hockey already has dueling, but yep. there you go. Do Add it to other sports. Have the, like... You know, um, instead of like, yeah, instead of the shootout in soccer uh, for like when it's tied or whatever, I mm-hmm. actually don't know when that happens <laughs> in soccer. I'm sorry. Uh, just have them fight and then whoever wins. There you go. Uh, that's questions for us. Um, so uh, wrapping up, Nate, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or anything or pitch people on? Uh, unfortunately, no, not at the moment. I'm working on developing a storyboard sequence of illustrations that will be their own standalone project. And I actually have a podcast in production right now, but none of these things have nice. a public space yet. So I may kick okay, back cool. to you for well, a plug later. Yeah, Hit me up and I'll, I'll put it on here so people can check it out. Uh, awesome. Cool. Uh, and then... Simon, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes, my podcast about Stargate titled Jaffa Takes. You should listen to it. It's on Audio Entropy, and we're getting close to the end of season one. Yeah, yeah. You you, I, you were like sending out the call for uh-huh. people to be on the next episode, yep. and you were like, it's a clip show. Yep. And I'm like, we're in the first season. What the fuck oh, yeah. are you talking about? I mean, it's a clip show. <laughs> is there a season one episode? You're going to remember it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god okay awesome yeah check it out it's a fun show uh-huh. uh and then for, for me um you can find me on twitter at chinchy mcchilla uh and you can find me on this podcast and we'll be back uh next time uh to talk about uh well i didn't even look at what's next so whatever it is an I didn't episode of power rangers I'm, lost galaxy that's right uh, so I forgot to explain to Nate how the end of this show goes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, uh, my name and then Simon's going to say his okay. and then you're going to say yours. Okay. We're gonna, This is how it's going to go. All so right. for teenagers with attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Simo. And I've been Nate. And may the power protect you always. See, that's the thing they say in the show. Yeah, anyway, that, that's a, that was a sort of line. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> <laughs>